We are on a mission, a mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst podcast, we dive into current events that are shaping how pharmacists approach their patients and their businesses. Fuel your passion for pharmacy one conversation at a time. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, president of Pioneer X. Today, I'm here with Mark and Marsha. I'm Marsha Bivens, director of marketing for Pioneer X. Hi, I'm Mark Bivens, vice president of sales for Pioneer X. Today, we're here with Tim Mitchell, owner of Mitchell's Drugstore in Neosha, Missouri. Can't believe we haven't met um, at some point, but if we haven't, I'm sure we will. I make it out to quite a few trade shows. Yeah, I feel like I know you just because of listening to your podcast and and following all the things that you're doing. So you're a very, very, very good leader. So I, I appreciate I've, that. I've heard your name a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and great. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> I mean, Trip. I mean, they're That's all in true. the same orbit. Like same he knows Trip really well, and and Trip Logan. Yeah. Yeah. I saw right. where his son worked for Melody. Yep. Yeah, I like her. Yep. So, so which I like Trip yeah. too. Good, good people. Yep. So that puts yeah. him. Yeah, we work with Travis Wolfson in Missouri. Too. That's true. You work with the uh, Arc Select guys and stuff like that, don't you? And or or yeah. PPOK folks and and all yeah. those like yeah. like yeah, everyone he knows everyone that NCPS he's on. in all those groups. Oh. oh, sorry. And and this is Marsha Bivens. Uh-oh. She'll tell you she's wearing Mar- color block today, so she's a little little fiery. I'm having fun. She's Today's a, a she's fun day. Fun. That's what she fun said day. in the hall. She's like, Today's I'm wearing color block, day. so I'm having fun. <laughs> What what is color block? I'm sorry. That's, what that's, is that? I don't know either. That's I, the, something, something, something to do with TikTok or what? <laughs> is that a TikTok? <laughs> Maybe. That is definitely what that guy will tell you. It's kind of the original one was the code of many colors, right? So it, it's kind of just yeah. a, hey, but different squares of color. It's a color. shirt that has multiple squares, multiple yeah, colors. Control room, oh, pan so to the color so block. So it's like the thing. Okay, so it's like the thing, is this dress pink or is it blue or is oh, it gray? True. or I bet there's an element of that. Whatever. Maybe. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, I remember oh, the other one where you could, you hear, could you hear this or this? Is, is your wife a shopper? Does she like clothes? Uh, Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're did, did you freezing. see that? I needed this speech about we we can cut stuff, Tim. So, yeah, yeah. you we, know, yeah. we're friends. Feel so free you say what you yeah. want to say. Feel, and then if, if we cut something. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Feel, feel yeah. free anytime to say, uh, yeah, like. I love that, that look. He was spot. like, should I? Yeah. Should yeah. I? Yeah. You know, there. how safe is this place? All, <laughs> yeah. I spent all weekend scheduling for a last minute COVID clinic on Monday that we did yesterday. And she's like, when is this going to end? And I said, you know, I don't know if it'll ever end. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we're just trying to get, you know, things scheduled. And, 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 and unfortunately, it's we're just scrambling. The great thing about it is we're very nimble. And we, I got 120 people in here yesterday, oh, wow. started calling them after church on Sunday so or sending emails. And, and I'm like, so what I told everybody was bring a friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because this vaccine is going to expire on on Monday night at you know, you know like nine okay. or ten o'clock at night. Right. So uh, it was Pfizer vaccine. So I don't know if you're, what, we can talk about that if you want to. Yeah, talk no, about no, it. Let's, no, let's go ahead. Why was it's it last minute? Why was it? Why was it kind of a last minute thing? We can talk COVID vaccine at this point. We're all vaccinated. So you know, it was a vaccine that was the the hospital called and said we have. Uh, 300 doses of Pfizer vaccine, and our and we just pulled it out of the ultra cold freezer. 
and we can't give it. We need someone to give it, and we know oh. you're active in the community. Nice. So, so what I did was I threw. <laughs> I, I've done a couple of things. So on Saturday, well, actually, this I was like maybe Wednesday or Thursday. So we did a drive-through clinic on Saturday, and I just pulled all my friends and volunteers in the area and some of my staff members, and we did 240 shots, pretty much within 72 hours of getting this vaccine. Okay. And, and then they said, it's going to expire Monday. And I thought, I, I was hoping to give it all on Saturday, mm. but we weren't able to do it. We had a successful day. I, yeah. I'm not Still a really good day. Yeah. yeah. But then we realized we actually have more than 300 doses of vaccine. We gave 240. We still had another 100, oh. I thought, left. It ended up being 120 because those vials are overfilled. Yep. And so... Um, I just started calling people or actually sending emails on our list that we have. And, and I just opened it up to whoever wanted it as long as they were 16 and older. Mm. Um, my son started calling his friends and, oh, wow. you know, we, we had, we had, you know, 75 people by, uh, the end of the day on Sunday. And of course I made some posts on social media sure. when I walked in our, pharmacy yesterday morning the phones were ringing off the hook and they're like what did you do what happened (laughs) (laughs) what happened Uh, and we we don't have an ivr so everybody was answering and i just said just tell them to come in just tell them to come in (laughs) if they want a covid shot um and then we were screening them at the door you know just making sure but most everybody understood you know i put some some uh, that they need to be 16 and up and right. so forth. But I can tell you it was quick and it just, you know, very fast and furious. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, but we had a very successful day and it went smoothly other than the nice. phone calls first thing in the sure. morning. So what, um, um, so it's really cool. Like subtitle here, you had a relationship such with the hospital that when they needed help, they said, yeah. call Tim. Yeah. So if you're a pharmacy and you're listening and, you don't know the person at the hospital doesn't know your name. Get on that. But the the question there though is you kind of got these extra. What are they going to do about the second dose for you? So everybody got there first. You yeah. you can't really schedule them for the second dose because you no, don't we have did. it. Oh, we you did. did. We did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so when we and I assume you say you guys have all been uh, administered vaccines. So on the back of the card, okay. there is a, a place. And when they're here, we're saying. You're going to come back the same or in 21 days. We put that date on there. Okay. And um, uh, we're going to say it's going to be the same time unless, you know, unless it just doesn't work and you want to move it around. But to keep it simple, we're scheduling it whenever they're in here getting their first dose. Okay. And they're looking at their calendar going, yeah, that'll work. Or, you know, that's not going to work. I said, just call me the day before. We'll move it, you know, or just come in when you can come in. Second dose. We're doing a second dose uh, Pfizer clinic from 21 days ago today, actually, okay. um, I had to bring in another pharmacist today to, to, to be able to get these things rolling. But <clears throat> I can tell you, um, second doses are much easier than first doses because they're, they already know and they yeah. want to get it. They're so, ready. and they're coming in. Right. Yeah, but, that's true. but you got extra supply for the first dose that you weren't originally allocated. How will you right. make sure you get allocated the second dose? The same way we got the first dose. You go so okay. the, the, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, rude here. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, the no, hospital, no. the hospital says we will get you those 300 piece. doses. I again. Gotcha. I so, gotcha. so we're going to have another drive through, um, uh, to give them the second dose on Saturday. And then whoever got it on Monday, will also get it on Monday. Now I will tell you, um, 
it's if they miss that drive through dose, they can still get it on Monday. So we told them there's a couple of day window there, you know, that we could work with. Are on you going to so, get some yeah. extra doses so you could give people maybe their first time? Well, so then it gets a little more confusing um, yes. <laughs> because yeah. uh, that could happen. Um, and we don't, I used every single drop of the Pfizer vaccine yesterday that we had. And, and in fact, I called, I had someone call uh, last night at, it was uh, five. 45 and we close at six and she's like, I heard you have some vaccine. I said, I have two doses left. And I said, if you can grab your neighbor or friend or whatever and bring them. And she goes, let me call my son. And she came down and she showed up by herself. And, and I said, where's your neighbor or friend? And she said, uh, I couldn't get anybody to come. Everybody's you know busy or whatever. And she said they wanted it, but they were busy and couldn't get down here. So I turned and looked at my technician. I said, have you had your dose yet? And she's like, no, I haven't. Um, and she, she's like, I'm due for my second dose. And so we just went ahead because she was sick when her first second dose was supposed to be given. So yeah. long story short, she got the last dose. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it works out. Yeah. Interesting thing on my Pfizer, they scheduled my second one for 28 days. And asked them oh. about it, and that was they said you it's actually okay. can, it, it's, it's okay. up to about seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it's weird because I got mine. I, I mine was three. Josh had the same thing. Yeah. Josh had the same. Y'all all four went weeks. because y'all all went to Baylor. Yeah, but he had that three weeks of Baylor. <laughs> Mine's at three. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I was told I'm going to get a text message with my next appointment. But they, they were like. We just do what the computer tells yeah, us to. I know, right? It's just I, one of those, yeah. They're probably just booked for the three weeks <laughs> out of our control. They're, they're usually always trying to go, hey, let me give you the same date and time that you got last time. And it's probably. Yeah, I think they had some problems with their like second dose clinic or something. They had a, a delay, but it was interesting. That was a puzzling kind of like, you know. <laughs> You're like, me? I, I will tell you guys. Um, so talking about relationships and, that, you uh, know, and I don't know if this is the direction you want to go with this, yes. but so our, our local health department. Um, which, you know, <laughs> to, to give you a little backstory, right before the pandemic hit in January of 2020, we had a meeting because CPSN Missouri was rolling out with trying to connect with, well, Trip Loken yep. uh, in Southeast Missouri had just found um, a possibility of getting a HRSA grant with working with pharmacies, community health workers and health departments and helping them screen patients for various conditions. He's such an animal. Um, he is. He's amazing. So, um, so what, what I said was trip. I want to have a meeting with my local health department. We just got a new director and he's like, let's do it. And so, uh, he wasn't able to be on the call, but I got Michaela Newell, our director on, uh, actually, I think she came down and we had a meeting with him. And when we walked in, I said, you know, I've been hearing weird things about this coronavirus. I said, I wonder what's going to happen with this. And he goes, ah, you know, who knows? And before we know it, we had our meeting and we were talking about collaborating together. First meeting we ever had. Um, Lord knows that we would be collaborating together in different yeah, ways. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have before we even got vaccine, they they started getting some. And we we actually sent some of our technicians and our pharmacists to help them do their clinics. And he's like, so you guys having trouble getting vaccine? And we were, you know, initially it was just kind of all confusing. Uh, I was doing my share of yelling and complaining to the to the state. But long story short is he said, why don't I just order you some in? I'll allocate it to you. 
And guess what? We got vaccine the next week. Wow. Uh, And it it wasn't because we went and volunteered. It was, it was because we had that relationship. And, and so to bring it a little bit further, um, and I don't know all the ins and outs, but he said, I have two nurses and they both quit on me last week and I can't give second doses until I get these new nurses. And then he's like, can you help me? I said, sure. Tell me what you need. I love it. Yes. Let me figure it out. So we have helped them with a couple of second dose clinics. And he's like, I'm not going to schedule any more first dose clinics. So any vaccine I get, I'm going to have to send to you. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And now we have more vaccine than, you know, that's why we're trying to do all these relationship things and working on trying to get these things through. I have more work ahead of me than what I probably realized, but making these connections is really key. Now I will tell you, I'm going to take this and you can stop me because I get to rambling, but I will take this the next level and say, I'm still working on that original conversation that I had back in last January. And I'm proving uh, to our community and to our health department and to our local hospital that we want to work with people and we're a valuable resource in this community. And there's things that we can do very nimbly, (laughs) just in a very, is nimbly a word? It is now. Uh, Very quickly. It is now. Just made it Um, one. Mark it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, put that on Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, we'll so, put it in the um, Urban Dictionary. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I think being us being nimble and seeing that we can fit in in some of these places, COVID has created so many opportunities for independent pharmacies, and you guys have seen that, yep. and independent pharmacies seeing that, and if we're not taking advantage of that, then you know, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean just stepping oh, up and yeah. saying, hey, "Here we are." Um, I, I'm not. You know, I, I could I know the big chains are taking people's personal information and marketing it in other ways. I'm not doing that. But I mean, I'm stepping out here. I mean, I've got three or four people waiting right outside my door right now after their vaccine. So uh, and I'm just going out and saying hi. And if you need anything, let me know. So, You're absolutely so great. marketing to those, getting one of these. Those we're getting one of these <laughs> right? with everything. Right. Yeah, but uh, you're, you're marketing those people not by calling them later, send them something in the mail. You're marketing them by being efficient and being friendly and all those things that they're not going to see. Not a CVS places. or a No, yeah, but the, it's like the best kind of marketing, which is like you get to create an yeah. experience for them. And, and, right. and, and when they get really impressed by. So. So, so I think for all new pharmacies that open or ones that we convert to Pioneer, we should send them a T-shirt that says, no relationships, no future. Uh, that's so <laughs> that's true, true, though. Like, him, like Trip said the same thing. And, and oh, we hear it again seems, and again and again. Like I, I know everyone in my community, and, and maybe Carson not everyone, also. everyone, but like your mm-hmm. health department, your public health department, whatever that is in your in you your could vicinity, also in your say region. no, yes, no future. And, and it seems kind of literally weird. the last one we just did was yeah. like it's just about being available sometimes and just saying yes when you're not sure. Because those guys that say, yeah, Tim's gonna figure it out. I got a problem. Tim's gonna figure it out. And <laughs> well, unfortunately, my wife said, "What are you working Stop on?" Stop saying now? yes. Or, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think there's a show. There's a movie that says the yes man or something like that or yeah. whatever. I, I, unfortunately I don't say no very often yeah. and that does get me into trouble. So I, I do have people in the store and of course I do need to realize I need to balance my personal life with, with my professional life. But when you're an independent pharmacy, you are married to this. And you know, my wife says my pharmacy is my mistress. I say that you know, lightheartedly, but sometimes well, she gets really, really irritated. So, at me for so I, so I like the M word, but the pharmacy yeah. is your mission. Yeah, true. There you go. Probably, I need to tell her that. It's probably, <laughs> there you go. Now, <laughs> it, it's probably clearer. And what an amazing mission 
that is, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. if, if you were put here to care for people, what a is there any better place to do that than a pharmacy in a in a small town? So, uh, yeah, you know, I I think God, I, I'm a Christian, and, and and I think God puts things in people's in front of people, and you need to then figure out how to do it. But God puts a brain in my head to figure out, okay, that is a good thing. And I need to, to do that. I need to do this for the, my community or do this for my family. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I do feel, um, that, um, we have a big mission with COVID and everything else, but I do want to carry that on. And I know many independent pharmacists are doing that. And, and, and when I say take advantage of a situation, I think it's important for us to step up. This is an opportunity. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, a, a you know a time where people feel should feel burdened. Uh, although it, it sometimes can be very time consuming, you're making calls and trying to. Well, the initial setup figure, is always uh, a burden and always stressful. But then once you get that ball rolling, then it's just okay. It's another knob I'm 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 turning over here. You're right. You're right. I, I compare it to building a road. You know, when you see those big mountains. So so down south of here in McDonald County into northwest Arkansas, where the Walmart country is, um, they're clearing some mountains and putting new interstate in there. Expense. And, you know, when you first look at it, you're like, OK, they're going to put a road through there. Yeah. And so now they're in the process of knocking those mountains down. There's a big hole and they've got their their gravel down and they're getting ready to lay pavement. And then, you know, so that's where we're at. I think we're we've knocked the mountains down mm-hmm. and we're we're plowing through, smoothing things out, and we're going to put our asphalt down, put the lines on, put some signs up, and that's going to be our freeway for for the future. So I don't know. That's what I tell my staff. They look at me like I'm crazy. But <laughs> have any of the, the? I look at Jeff that way a lot. So. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, we, we both me. do. It's He's like, like <laughs> you you want me to do what? I'm the only. I like at me like that a lot too. Um, Madison's looking at me like that right now. But um, have any of the the improvements we've made in Pioneer helped? on the COVID or y'all taking advantage of those? I, I I will tell you, I'm not the most technologically advanced individual. And so I struggle with some of the things. So I have to have my staff come in and show me, but I will tell you, we mentioned my son uh, who's in his third year at UMKC. Uh, He works for uh, Melody Savely at Alps and um, they, they're pioneer customers. And I'll tell you that he, he came to me last year and he's like, dad, if you're going to work for the future, for what you're saying, you really need to move to the Pioneer platform. And I said, I don't want to switch computer systems. Are you crazy? We're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, it was last summer. Yeah. And and I pushed it off. <clears throat> and I said, you know, I don't care to spend more money, or I really don't want to spend more money, but we can do that. But and and of course, my staff, he was here. I don't remember when it was. I think it was, he came for a week over the summer and was spending some time with me uh, working and talking to, to my staff. And they're like, we need to do this. What he's saying, we need to do this. And so I got peer pressure from my son. And so, you know, and I, I was going to push it off. And in the fall, I said, you know what? Of course, my previous system was continuing to frustrate me because I, I couldn't get things done that I needed to get done. And, and I will tell you, um, I just made the call and I said, when can you, what's the soonest you can get me set up? And, and the next, I mean, that afternoon and the next day we were filling out forms to, to get you guys here. He's like, I can get here. And and, and I probably shouldn't say this because there's probably gonna be people getting mad, but they were in here and installing within like three weeks. It was crazy. 
um, I was very impressed. Um, I'm not saying everything went completely the way I wanted it to go smoothly wise, but um, I do feel like uh, we made the right decision. And so, uh, you know, the changes, it reminds me of when we first started with our previous pharmacy system, uh, you know, 20 years ago, back in, in, I think it was 2000. And, you know, I could have conversations with the the owner and the management and tell them, hey, this is what the problem is, or I would like to see this. And they made those changes. And and I know you guys are 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 very versatile and I appreciate that. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So I think the changes that have been made have been good. And and again, it's it's the way I operate. I think the nimbly word, uh, you guys are nimble. And I think that's important. So yeah. And the the downside with nimbly. <laughs> Is it doesn't always <laughs> sometimes we nimbly in a bad direction, yeah, and, but but sure. that's a it's, you know we you know if you can quicker make three steps forward and one step back and three steps forward and one step back you're at your destination quicker and we have sure. a lot of frustration we had some stuff with SMS I think over the last two weeks that's that's frustrating because we're all trying to do the 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 right thing and I think we we're going to do some some yeah. redirections there but I, one of the things I thought about though this week and is that, you know, several years back, we kind of changed our mission and we really went from, if you talk to me 10 years ago, what was our goal? Sell pharmacy system. Everything was about selling pharmacy systems. Should we do this? Does it sell more pharmacy systems? If it doesn't, don't do it. Um, it was make more money, have more fun. Well, that was the slogan for the customers, <laughs> yeah. right? But but really our goal and, and right. how we yeah. used our mindset to decide what we did was to sell more pharmacy systems. You know, is it what people are looking for today? We switched about... Three years ago, Probably, maybe, to yeah. uh, save and revitalize independent pharmacy. Our goal is actually to save the profession of independent pharmacy. It makes you think differently. It makes it you does. think how if I do this amazing thing and three people use it, I didn't save anybody, right? And, and so, and sometimes that is not directly the same as selling pharmacy systems because independent pharmacists, they're independent for a reason. You talk about herding cash, you have all these kind of yeah. things, but you gotta, you gotta move. Um, you know, we had an interesting thing this week. We rolled out a, a an SMS kind of that, that we learned from Bob Lomanak where the, the last SMS says, Hey, you haven't picked up your scripts. You know, we're going to put them back and let your doctor note up, get your medications, right? Well, that's bullying. You know, we wouldn't tell a patient's doctor that he didn't pick up his prescriptions. Wouldn't you? You know, a, a, as a dispenser, pharmacy doesn't have a future. But as a right. member of the coordinated health team, care team, yeah. a care team, but the patient's not taking their drugs correctly, the doctor needs to know. If, Absolutely. For whatever That's reason kind of they that, decided. That is actually a good point as far as helping pharmacists into making that first foot in the door. Like, hey, Absolutely. this patient didn't pick up the scripts. Because if you don't have the data of the of the patient to show them, the first thing is, I don't have any data because this patient's not picking up or taking their meds. What do you recommend? Yep. So I understand the feeling of a mission and how it's a struggle yeah. at times, but it's all back to the mission. It, yeah, no, but it, it's good. Not the, not the mistress. Not the yeah, mistress. not the mistress. Yeah, it's the mission. It's the mission. Also, I like it. I, I, like I it. you know, I, I looked and and uh, I, I usually I try to make some time to talk to everybody before they jump on the podcast, but I researched a lot. And first, a mildly humorous note: whoever's in charge of your website is pretty, pretty spot on, hilarious because there's this little picture of you at 28 years old 
telling everybody that pharmacy's not stressful and it's a picture it's of this me. really old guy. <laughs> I think that's like the number one meme in a I bunch of pharmacy like, stuff. I was like, out. it's really subtle, but man, you find it. It just made me, I laughed out loud when I saw that. Yeah. But, so foot and so, mouth, so you're now saying I, he looks older now? I, I feel left out because yeah. I didn't look at the website. Yeah, we'll get so it pulled up. Cue website. Right. Yeah, right. They're, they're pulling yeah. it up for us. We'll get no. it pulled up. Pull the website and inject it here. I think yeah, it's for, the meat. I think it's the the mitchelldrugs.com yeah 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 um but the, yeah mitchelldrugs.com no no s mitchell drug mitchell drug <laughs> yeah so a friend of mine put this website together and so he he and i were being humorous and i sent him a bunch of pictures he pulled that one somehow i accidentally sent that to him he pulled that one out and said <laughs> i'm putting that one in i'm like whatever oh, <laughs> sorry I, so mean, I think good. people want to be part good. of people that don't take themselves super seriously right sure 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 yeah yeah I was I was mining kind of your website for just for some stuff you guys were doing, and it looks like you guys were again though like it's kind of a common theme with all this COVID preparedness, fairly prepared as much as you could be because you're already doing testing, um, and I think you guys already were Clea waved and, and all that. Yeah. So speak to some of that preparedness. And you guys offer like appointments for um, just getting a, an injection for like uh, some of the injectables you guys are doing. All right, I'm gonna shift it and make the question a little more broader. So of all the stuff you were already doing before, you said COVID opened doors for independent pharmacy. And I absolutely agree that. What would you say COVID has opened for you in the way of your business? Specifically COVID? Um, I mean, not necessarily looking at, um, well, where I was going to go with this. Sorry. I'm going to backtrack to his question. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, so back in, I guess it was the late nineties, probably 97, um, I started doing, um, uh, influenza immunizations okay. and, you know, I, I just went to a training at Missouri pharmacy association in Jefferson city. And they're like, you're going to be one of the first ones in the state to do this. I'm like, cool, man, tell me what to do. So, uh, we started administering really basic protocols. I just had a, a local doctor sign. He didn't even know, you know, he's like, yeah, sure. It sounds good. <laughs> and, so, but that opened doors for me because he's like, you're, you're going to take a lot of this off my shoulders because everybody's wanting a flu shot for me. And I had pharmacies come and going, what the heck are you doing? What are you doing? And I yeah. go, what do you, what do you mean? He goes, that's for nurses and doctors. And I go, it's for pharmacists now. And that is going to be the wave of the future. And he's like, you're crazy. Huh. Well, the guy was, the guy eventually worked for me down the road. He's a nice guy, but he still refused to give immunizations. And so he didn't work for me much longer. Um, that being said, Opening other doors, going into point of care tests. My wife, back in two thousand three, two thousand four, um, had a pulmonary embolism, and mm. about died on me. It was oh, a wow. scary deal. Oh, and actually, she had three pulmonary embolisms in the same instance. But they put her on Coumadin. Okay. And so I, I was talking to the to the to her. It was you know afterwards, and she was on Coumadin, and she was. She was taking like 15 milligrams of warfarin a day. And I'm like, geez, this is killing me. I'm brand name Coumadin as we stuck with that. Still could. I mean, it was all over the place. And she was having to go to the hospital. They made her, this local hospital made her check in as a, or as an inpatient to get her test done. It was crazy. She's like, Tim, it takes three hours for me to get a pro time or an INR. And I said, we can do this better. And so I started doing some investigating, ended up getting a Coagucheck machine. Um, spent some money on that. And they're like, oh, Tim can do INRs. We're going to start sending Tim all these (laughs) INR machines or all these tests. 
blowing me out of the water. I mean, I was doing them all day long, every day. Sometimes it was crazy. And, and it just started with, you know, my instance with my wife. And I thought I'm just going to buy it for, to just make it easier for her. And then I got thinking we can do other point of care tests. So I bought a cholestec machine. We did cholesterols. We did of yeah. course, normal blood glucoses. Um, so we actually started making our connections back in the you know early 2000s, late 90s um, with local providers. Some of them didn't really know what we were doing, if we were even authorized to do it. Um, but most of them were very supportive of what was going on. And I didn't I, you know, I didn't I didn't step on toes. Right. I sent them flyers. I said, hey, if you want me to someone to do it, send it this way. So moving into covid. Um, many of these providers knew that we would be jumping on this board right away. Now we didn't get the test right away because, you know, just we wanted to make sure whatever we had was a valid test. We sure. didn't want to start doing some things that weren't, and it was moving very quickly. So once we evaluated the right test, we ended up using the BD Veritor um, uh, tests with the analyzer and everything. And I don't know if I can use names, but long you're story fine. short, nobody's nobody. Okay. <laughs> you're yeah. fine. Long story short, we started offering those tests. Um, and then we also, uh, were able to get, uh, some antibody tests and, and so forth. So specifically with COVID, um, we had conversations with our local travel agency cause they're, I mean, they're wanting to get things back open right. and they're like, what can we do? Um, now I think they've, you know, been able to find a way, but I, I help them, uh, local businesses. Yosho is, uh, uh, you know, a, a pretty heavy blue collar, uh, uh, community. And there's a lot, we have a lazy boy factory and, mm -hmm. um, um, uh, factory that's lots of different, you know, uh, worker, uh, factory workers, um, and that need help. And they're like, we need to get our places back open. And I'm like, let me know what I can do. And, you know, we help them with hand sanitizer and other things to get their store back open. Long story short, I think I've had more conversations with, with, with HR directors and people in all these factories than I have all over the, you know, over the last year than I have over the last 20 years combined. Wow. And, and we've done flu shots for a lot of them. So they knew who we were. They knew we were pretty active and we didn't just put labels on bottles and send them out the door kind of thing. And I know you hear this story a lot, but I think those relationships through COVID um, has blossomed. And, you know, I, I'm actually working on getting some COVID vaccine for uh, the Lazy Boy uh, chair company here in our community. They employ about 750 people. Um, one of the, you know, bigger, bigger, yep. uh, this is only a community of 13,000 people. And they're just super, super excited. So oh, cool. um, go ahead. Yeah, I don't so, know if you had so see, he, he like answered your question. I know. And then he merged into Marsh's question. I, I did yeah. did I answer your question? You did. Yeah, because you, you talked about how COVID created the extra relationships because of are you a in. politician? That was really good. <laughs> no, good. no, and I'm not going to be. <laughs> not gonna be. <laughs> like, man, that was smooth. Probably not in the future. It's probably yeah. a good thing. No. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you have some of those, are, are some of those, and this is a, a tangential kind of, but are, are some of those like your lazy boy factory or whatever, are some of the self-funded plans that, that I, I don't know, is there an opportunity there to manage? Oh yeah, there is actually. And, and, like and I'm having these co same conversations in the same process. Right. So, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to take advantage of people, right? No. but, but when I build their trust and they understand that, you know, like my local school district, I, I've 
supported many of the things that are going on in the school district um, financially, you know, uh, and, you know, um, uh, personally, my kids go to school here. And we've had conversations with the board. Uh, many of them are our friends mm -hmm. about how insurance works, because a lot of them don't even right. have a clue. I assume yeah. you're talking about the PBM industry and so yep. forth. Yeah. And 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 they're like, really? And so the, the superintendent, actually, I was working with two superintendents ago um, and then the, the last superintendent and now the new superintendent. And I can tell you it's not an easy road because, you know, they have a thousand people in this school district. Yeah. They want to make sure they're insured well. And they're you know, we're not going to go to some weird, you know, and, and they're good people. Yeah. And but but when I show them what's going on behind the scenes it kind of blows their mind. Yeah. And with all the stuff that's been going on with, you know, um, talk about PBMs and so forth in uh, Washington, D.C. And, and even in our state. I mean, we have express scripts in, in Missouri. Right. Um, and it's it's kind of hard to, to talk about uh, without them kind of getting involved in the chatter. But I will tell you, they're starting to open their eyes. So, yes, there's opportunities. I, I hope I'm not carrying it too far, but... Um, I again, I'm uh, involved with RX Select and uh, MaxCare as a. Uh, I sat on the the Unify RX board, um, which is PBA Health and right. PBA PPOK and PPOK combined. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we we you know see what's going on with MaxCare and what kinds of things they're doing. Uh, MaxCare is a transparent PBM. They right. they work you know, really hard for independent pharmacy. I'm looking at trying to set up a plan for my employees here through MaxCare. And I think this could be a great thing. Pioneer needs to do this for their employees too. Um, you know, I, there's nothing right. more than, than what I, I look at, you know, I, I buy from Cardinal Health and my rep comes in and he wants to get a prescription. He pulls out the card and guess what? It's food. CVS Caremark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, I know, right? I, I hear you. Support me. Don't support CVS. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We, we have an infinite so, transparent PBM everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <to know. laughs> so I think it, yeah. sorry, I hope it, hope it doesn't create a problem for you guys on this. You have to edit not. that part out. It does not. I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the message along with being supportive in everything that we can do with COVID. And it, it gives us an opportunity that, like Marcia said, I think it's opening doors for us and creating more conversations that we can have. I, I don't hit them over the head with it all at once. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, we talked about that a while back. Would you be interested? You know, um, our local physician that's actually signing off on all of our protocols now, he was at our our flu, or I mean, our uh, COVID clinic on Saturday. And he's like, you know, I forget all the things that you guys can do. And, and I'm like, we need to sit down and talk yeah, some more yeah, because I've yep. talked to him about doing work in his, I mean, his, his clinic is connected to what my downtown store. So, oh, yeah. um, we, it, it's a simple process. And I think we could actually do some work in his clinic very easily because I mean, our door is right there, right. Um, you know, side one another, uh, our, one of our other stores is inside of a federally qualified health center. And okay. we've had meetings with them as well about doing this. Now, you know, putting the model together and being a being a pioneer about trying to make sure. Oh, hey, you worse know, have worked that word in. Yeah, pioneer, I saw that. Right? Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Like being it. a pioneer in 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 this community and trying to to 
you know, coordinate some some collaboration between our pharmacies and the providers. Some of the providers are not real sure what's going on. You trying to take over my business here? Yeah, right, or, right. You know, I, I'm, yep. I'm the one that's in charge of my patients. Right. So trying we don't to try prove. not to step on toes, right. but you know, using this opportunity to say we're here to help you, and we yeah we want to collaborate with you. We want to be a a healthcare provider. Yeah. Right now, we don't have provider status. I think that's coming very soon, guys. And, you know, in our business here, we're changing our culture. And you guys mentioned this just earlier. Um, again, trying to make that we're still dispensing and we're, we're going to continue to do that. But we're looking at trying to make our main flagship location a central fill and our other two stores are only like two or three hours or two or three hours, two or three miles away. So we're, they're not far away. So why do we need to stock inventory, uh, large right. amounts of inventory yep, in right. all three locations? Do it at this one location, uh, cut our inventory maybe, you know, by wow. a third Turns, um, yeah. and still have, you know, some basic things at each of those other stores. But it's, you know, Pioneer will give us that opportunity to do that. Yep. So um, I do feel like it's, we're, we're working through this. I know not all my employees are completely convinced that it's going to work, <laughs> but most of them, most of them are like, okay, this is cool. This sounds fun. I think we can do this. And it's a challenge. Yep, so yeah. anyhow, what, that's where um, we're going. On the, uh, the testing that you were doing, how did you bill for that? Uh, Which, like the guy in R or oh, like no, the... the, yeah, the, uh, cholesterol, the, all yeah. the different types of yeah, machines that... that you got for testing. Were you able to bill? Yeah. So, like I said, this was early 2000s. Most of those things were cash. Yeah. Um, okay. And, you know, we, we didn't charge a huge amount. Um, I covered the cost, and I think we were charging, I think, like $35, $40 uh, for some tests. Um, and most people were willing – because they said, my copay is $50. Yeah, your copay is – yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so you're actually saving me money, and I don't have to wait for three hours. I can yep. – and, and we – I, I can't say we did everything by appointment model. Um, I tried, but you know, they would call and say, Hey, do you have time to do an A1C on me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Come in at two o'clock. And I didn't have an acuity scheduling or anything else <laughs> like that going on. But, but I, I, I wrote it down on my book, you mm -hmm. know, all right. So-and-so's coming in at two 30 for an A1C. And I do think that that was the beginning of my appointment-based model. Um, and, you know, I, I can remember when I was working the bench by myself, uh, if I needed to do a diabetes consult that took more than five or 10 minutes, I would schedule them before or after work. And you probably hear that all the time. And so people would come in, you know, right at six o'clock when we closed. And uh, as the techs were closing things down, we would sit in the back of the pharmacy together and go over their situation. Or if it was a night where we had... A, um, I started a diabetes support group that met once a month. We had 50 people coming to that thing. Oh, I had wow. to move it to a local church because I didn't have enough room in the pharmacy. Oh, man. And nice. um, it was uh, a time where, you know, people would come and ask questions and, you know, and it was a free thing. But the, the, the diabetes consults one-on-one, -on -one, I did charge. Uh, not everybody could pay, but mm -hmm. I did my best to, to try to, you know, make it a a part of the business. So, um, and that's kind of where it grew. You said was, did y'all not do that anymore? Do you not have, well, COVID kind of killed well, us. COVID killed it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I, I always wonder why a, like a, like a Weight Watchers model or something like that, a coaching model doesn't work for, for a pharmacy. You know, like every church would let you meet, uh, there with yeah. people and have a, a weekly weigh-in and, and coach session where somebody stands up and says something motivational and where you 
educate people about smart choices and somebody speaks about that. Um, yeah, COVID has kind of killed like any kind of gatherings. Yeah. So, but now it's all Zoom. And, and we do have a challenge. I mean, we're pretty rural. There's a lot of individuals that, that aren't really, they, they don't have good internet, so right. it's hard for them to get on a call. Uh, I will say, some people have surprised me, though. I had an older gentleman come in just yesterday, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to need you to register on this site if you can. If not, I can get one of the girls. And he goes, I know how to do that. And he was like 90 years old. And I'm yep. like, this is cool. I got this. Uh, but, you know, many of our people don't use internet or don't have internet access. And they have a phone. They still have their own dial-up party line phone that they <laughs> – Wow. <laughs> Maybe not party. No, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're still pretty rural and, and Southwest Missouri's pretty spread out. And, and I will say that, um, most people are very attentive to the, to the internet, um, and be able to make their own appointments. That being said, um, you know, we've, we've talked about trying to figure out a way that we could do start up the, the, uh, diabetes support group again, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, make it where it's, you know, safe for everybody. But I'm hoping we can get back to normal here. You keep next vaccinating the heck so. out of people. Yeah, maybe it'll get yeah, there. Yeah, More vaccine yeah. clinics at the at the local church. Yeah, so, there you go. You've talked a lot about your son who's in pharmacy. Um, you have uh, five kids. Yeah. You have been stalking my Facebook we've page. Been, yeah, yeah, we've been we've been <laughs> yeah. we've been mining your social yeah, media. Yeah, that, that's how we prep. We look over websites, social media. No, all yeah, Marsha's so, all about that. She's like, okay, is, is that the son? I was or like, is that the like, son-in-law? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, let me tell you about our family. So, um, my wife and I. Uh, my wife is not a pharmacist, but I say my wife and I went to pharmacy school together. We we were high school sweethearts. We went to college together. Uh, both graduated with education degrees. I was a science teacher nice. and a coach. Oh. She was a music, vocal music teacher. Huh. We lived in our hometown community where we grew up. Well, I grew up in a community just east of here called East Newton, Granby area. Um, but I, I taught in a different school district. She taught in the school district that she uh, grew up in. And after about two or three years of teaching, I came home one day. We, she was pregnant with our first child. Tyler. And I said, you're going to shoot me, but I, I want to go to pharmacy school. And she's like, what? <laughs> what <are you laughs> I'm pregnant. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Crazy. She goes, well, and, and, you know, she, she was shocked at first. And then she's like, well, if you're going to do it, let's do it. Do it so, so I sent applications in. I, I was accepted to three different places. And uh, one was in Weatherford, Southwestern Oklahoma State University, KU, um, and UMKC. And I don't know if you guys are Jayhawk fans, but I told her, I said, I don't know if I can be a Jayhawk. You don't, I don't know, know if you I can, can do be that. a Jayhawk. <laughs> um, and, and Southwestern Oklahoma, great school, very rural, very, very rural. And she's like, well, I'm a teacher and I don't know if I can get a job down there. And so UMKC, of course, is University of Missouri right. in Kansas City. She said, I think that's probably the way to go. So you're going to be a kangaroo. So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe Jayhawk is maybe, not so bad. Maybe, maybe Jayhawks aren't so bad. No, but I'm a proud kangaroo, okay? <laughs> right. I went to Missouri State University. I was a bear, and so I went to a kangaroo after that. But um, so I was accepted, and I, I didn't tell them that my wife was pregnant when I applied because I don't know if that would have been bad or good. Um, but, you know, you, you think about, okay, well, we'll think they'll let me in. So mm -hmm. when I showed up 
the, for the like orientation thing, they brought said, bring your family or, you know, bring your wife or, you know, friends. And most of the people were bringing their moms and dads. I was bringing my wife and kid. Um, <clears throat> and, but there were others that were married as well. I thought I would be, you know, unusual, but, uh, long story short, uh, we started living in the Kansas city area. We lived just South of Kansas city, Raymore peculiar. And she was a teacher and we thought we were going to stay there. Um, and that something was just telling me we needed to move to South, back to Southwest Missouri after I graduated. Graduated in 96. I may be going into too much detail. No, 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 no this is no, interesting. No, 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 no super interesting. interesting. You, can, you can edit out what we, you want to edit out. But, we um, mine all of and that while, Yeah, and while we were there, we actually had our second child, and everybody was like, are you crazy? You're in pharmacy school, why? And it's like, my wife's got insurance. It's all covered, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, and we did – you know, we lived in a, a mobile home, so we we had some equity that we could sell. We didn't have a lot of money. We mm-hmm. pretty much did everything on our own. Uh, I had a lot of pharmacy school debt and yeah. previous school debt, but I mean, you know, I I considered it an investment. Um, that being said, we had two kids when I graduated, and then we thought, well, we got our perfect family, and then. I got my license and we found out on this back the same week that I got my license, we were pregnant with our third kid. Uh-huh. And my wife's like, Hey, this is great. So and I'm like, I didn't know if we wanted three kids, but <laughs> Tanner, um, we have Tyler and Taylor and then Tanner is our third child. And, um, he's the one that's actually in pharmacy school right now at UMKC. Nice. And Tyler is a pastor in Bonner Springs, Kansas, uh, just outside of Kansas city. Taylor works for um, a clothing store in Oklahoma City. Um, she is actually a manager of uh, the Buckle Corporation. I don't know if you've heard of that, but yeah, again, okay. I don't know if you have to edit that out. But yeah, they have great clothes. So I get good stuff for Christmas. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what it is. I'm like, well, these are skinny jeans, and I'm not skinny. I'm not sure. How to wear I'm not sure what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not but wearing them. She right. keeps me. Somewhat in style. I, I still go back to my shirts that I've had for 20 years occasionally back in the in the closet. But um, anyhow, uh, so then um, uh, my wife and three kids and we're moving along and uh, she, you know, she she was sick in the early 2000s, had the pulmonary embolism and all kinds of things going on. And mm. OK, we're like, OK, I think we'll be, you know, good. And then a friend of ours was involved in mission work overseas okay make a long story short before we long before long we're realizing we wanted to adopt a couple of kids from africa and it wasn't just because it was the going thing it was because our friend kept saying do you want to give money to help us do things you know we'd like for you to sponsor a kid or whatever because she was trying to genuinely help kids and so my wife and daughter went over actually they went to another country but long story short we ended up uh uh taken a liking to a couple of twins in uh, the village of Hope in Ghana, Africa. Okay. And their names were, at that time, Prince and Princela. And um, they, they've changed their names now. Um, <laughs> when they come to America and you get, you get a birth certificate from the, from the United States, you can, you can just change your name. I didn't know you could do that. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever you want you to. Go through the legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So, I think I could have um, been Prince. You could know. certainly have been yeah. Prinsula. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. She well, they their names are still, uh, their original names from sure. Ghana are still in their names. Um, so we have uh, Tegan. Our daughter is Tegan, Prinsula. No, Tegan, Hope, Prinsula, Aziedu, Mitchell. Oh, so okay. I don't know how we're going to get that on their diplomas. It'll, but, it'll work and out. Then, and then Talons is Talon, 
Justice, Prince, Aziedu, Mitchell. Oh. So their their names from Ghana are in the middle of their name. And um, so Talon and Tegan, we went over, we took our whole family over in 2009 um, and spent a month over there with 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 the, the twins. And they were How five. How old were they then? Okay, five. Yeah, they were five yeah no the five is a cool age because they think you're amazing that's when the kids think you're that is well, when, yeah so where they go was, before they that, go through the stage where they I think feel like you're that stupid. was my peak like <laughs> that peak, was your peak that was my peak coolness with my kids I yeah peak like. coolness yeah <laughs> well i i will tell you having our other three children with us really helped and we even brought my father-in-law too because what happened was the older the older kids had to fly back because they had to start school oh, and yeah. we went over christmas break right at the beginning of the year okay. uh so you know, we, we left like right after the new year. I think we went on like the second of the year, January 2nd. And my father-in-law uh, went along as kind of a, you know, moral support chaperone for the little, the younger kid or the older kids. Uh, long story short, they spent two weeks and then they came back and started school. Um, my father-in-law, it's a good thing he had the older child that could navigate because I guess they got lost in... <laughs> Kennedy oh, no. Airport and oh, no. <laughs> Tyler's like, no, Grandpa, we got to go this no, way. This way, man. <laughs> they well, their flight was late and it was a mess. But yeah. long story short, they got home. Um, and so Michelle and I spent the last two weeks of January um, w- with the twins, you know, getting all their paperwork ready and and in in Accra, which is the capital. So when we came back, you know, everybody met us at the airport and we had five children and we had all kinds of learning to do to be parents because we thought we were on the tail end of our parenting career and we were just getting started again. Uh Michelle has been a rock um, and she like I said, she's, she's a dance, I guess I don't tell you, she was a dance teacher and voice teacher. So she did a lot of things. So she quit teaching and I was of course running the pharmacy. My staff was great by the way, by that time, because they let me, they're like, Tim, you need to take the month off. And so I even spent another month spending time with the kids and I would just come work periodically. Long story short, it was amazing. And God had a amazing connection with trying to get everything put together for us. There was a lot of times that it was like, we're are we supposed to do this or not. Right. Uh, so we have five children. Um, right now, Tyler is the oldest, Taylor, Tanner, Talon, and Tegan. They wanted to be T right. names. That's why they changed their name. I got you. And then, oh, and my name is Tim. Right. And then my yep. wife is Michelle. And I tried so to get her changing her name to <laughs> you some T get- names. <laughs> she, she, she didn't want to just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just Shell, maybe? Yeah, I have a whole thing. So, <laughs> so your wife is uh, music and dance. We have a whole Van Champ thing going on here. Oh, I bet there's a lot of music going on. I bet Doe there's some, deer. some good noise yeah. in the. In the family, yeah, they in the are. House. They're right. all great singers. They're they're. My son is um, is a pastor, so he leads a lot of worship uh, in their church and has his guitars and various things. He plays the keyboards. Um, just about everybody sings. I'm not a great singer, but I, well, I let's, do let's what I it. can. Let, let's, yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, No, all right. Fine. So that's about me. And and my son, I it was he's gonna be in his final year doing rotations at UMKC next um year. Well, starting in January or June June, actually, right after this year is done. Um he's not doing a rotation here because I told him he needed and guess where he's going? He's going to Trip Logan's store. Wow. Um, And I told him I said, You need to learn everything you can at Trip (laughs) Store. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
And he's going, you know, doing some hospital rotations and things. And he's thinking he wants to come back and work. I, we'll see. You yeah. know, we'll have to kind of wait and see what's going on. I'm not trying to pressure him to do anything he doesn't want to do. The, you know, the pharmacy market's kind of weird right now with, yeah. you know, trying to figure out things. Mm-hmm. That, you know, initially yeah. he was thinking he wouldn't be able to find a job. And now he's saying, well, gosh, everybody's got jobs now, but mm. are they temporary? Are they permanent? Right. You know, what's going on? So, well, there'd be a huge said, opportunity if he your wanted to be up. there to get into some of that in doctor's office stuff that you want to do to help with the, yeah. what are the measures The uh, yeah, like, you, you know, like, there's opportunities yeah. there for like annual wellness benefits or remote yeah. patient monitoring. Yeah, doctor's and, like, offices have their like, own five yeah, star that ten, they have to, all the that MIPS, they're missing out improving on. Improving all their MIPS numbers and all mm-hmm. that. There's, there's a lot there. Yeah. That, that he can yeah. do. It sounds uh, sounds like he can sell Pioneer too. Just yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> true. So he's he's welcome to spend a couple of months at a bunch of different pharmacies. Maybe yeah, he just needs to be right. a traveling evangelist, uh, no. right? Just there a different different kind of evangelism. Yeah. Evangelize the Pioneer. That's yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, I think we're about out of time. What a what a joy this was. So no, nice to. Well, I appreciate you guys get, giving me time to talk. So. Get to know you a little bit and and just hear Love your the story about your family. Your amazing story, big, yeah, Marcia. Thanks about about the adoption because I mean we don't keep it a secret, but um, my husband adopted my daughter. Oh, when she was two. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So. I married. I liked her a lot, so I had to marry Marcia too. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what he follows with they, too. They, they came in. They came in a package. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't get McKenzie without Marcia. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. The Mary Marcia. But well, uh, my wife is an amazing rock. She puts up with a lot of stuff for me, and and I don't tell her enough that I appreciate her. So oh, good, um, good. Yeah, so if she watches, she'll hear it. Yeah, yeah. No, my I wife watches all the podcasts too, and she's like, <laughs> right. Well, this is your chance and she's like yeah. what i didn't know that i know I, right <laughs> yeah oh yeah you got in trouble over the chocolate pie yeah it? what you like your favorite <laughs> chocolate pie i was like uh, yeah so it's like ma hey honey that's some of it's it's, some on of TV. That's, it's, it's supposed to be <laughs> happier you know you love mom and apple pie it's um it's entertainment yeah i know so. i feel like we're gonna have to have you back on there's things we didn't cover there's, i know it there's i know yeah, we out. barely touched the list i mean I know. Look like, for it. You go oh, ahead. Do you have a list? Oh, they, no. they give us they give us these beautiful no, prep notes my notes. team puts together. Yeah. And uh we barely touched on any of so well, it was I mean, good. The, it was fun. The families are you going here. to NCPA? Oh yeah. I actually sat on a committee, the legis- state legislative committee, and yeah, I'm planning on hopefully we will have an NCPA. Well, please come oh. by and, and it's, say absolutely. hi and is yeah. you, is Unified doing theirs yet, or do you know? Uh, I don't know. I think it's yeah. probably going to be virtual again. Yeah, I, gotcha. I don't know. Um, or actually, we didn't even have one last year. You didn't right? have one, right? Yeah, it got oh, canceled yeah. last year. I didn't yeah. know if they were still yeah. doing it. I think they were trying to book it for the end yeah, of the June, only July this end year. End of July. I, I'm ready. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm ready to see. There's gonna be, be so many I wanna, people. I want to be where the people are. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree. I, I you know I I think the Zoom platforms have been great and all these you know. Skype and all the other things, but goodness gracious, yeah, um, I'm ready to go meet some people and, and, right. and work on some things. And, right. you know, it gives me ideas. I talked to my Cardinal guys. They're, they're the, the, um, RBC's going to be virtual this right. year. Yep. Um, so and they said, week. we're going to, I guess Denver's the next one that they're going to have. So oh. anyhow, I, I do 
miss it and I'm ready to get things somewhat back to normal. So I, I don't know if they ever will be back to normal. You talk to thousands of people, but I'm with you. Zoom has kept me from being depressed. But, yeah, yeah, but but I'm I'm Not ready for I'm ready for more joy. Right. <laughs> so, right. all right. Well, thanks again, and it was great talking Thank to you. Tim, nice good to have you on. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right, bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and or following us. Give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more amazing pharmacy people like you. Follow Pioneer RX on your preferred social media platform for the latest up-to-date pharmacy news and content.